Hello and welcome to the Incredible Witness Podcast. Today's episode is titled, Why Self-Care is Key. There are so many vital skills that we do not learn at school. Knowledge and skills that are critical to our success, well-being and health throughout our lifetime. We don't learn, for example, about making decisions, and yet the decisions we make in life are so key to our success or lack of it. We don't learn how to sell our ideas or influence or persuade others to our way of thinking, a skill that, if you think about it, is vital in so many areas of life. Another huge skill we don't learn anything about at school is how to manage relationships. And yet your ability to manage your various relationships in life is of inestimable inestimable value to the quality of your life and the lives of others. The state and quality of our relationships with others frequently occupies so much of our time, energy and attention because we all want and need positive relationships with those we love. But the most important and significant relationship, which is so often ignored and undervalued, is the one you you have with yourself. The relationship you have with yourself is key because you can never terminate or sever that relationship in the way other relationships can be. In addition, how you think about, feel about, see yourself and treat yourself is highly influential in determining your productivity, productivity, levels of self-esteem, confidence, resilience, health and well-being. Your thoughts, feelings and self-talk are critical to how you feel about you. They are also critical to the outcomes you achieve in any endeavour you engage in. As a social worker, your effectiveness and your ability to continue to do your job well is determined by your inner thoughts and feelings about who you are and how valuable and necessary the service you are providing is. These thoughts and feelings can be augmented by external conditions or undermined by them. But because there tends to be so much negativity associated with social work, the external environment tends to be a negative one. It is for this reason that it is absolutely imperative that social workers take the time to fully invest in their self-care. Taking the time to listen to all of what your emotions of anger, anxiety, worry, jubilation, joy and exhilaration are telling you is super important in terms of your current and future well-being. Your feelings exist for a reason. They are there to help guide you. Sometimes our emotions are there as a guide to move us along the path we wish to travel. At other times our feelings exist to cause us to stop and consider what we're doing and in which direction we should be going. You simply will not be able to continue to meet the de- meet the demanding requirements of the social work tasks and roles consistently over a long period of time if you do not learn how important it is to take good care of yourself on a continual basis. If you have been a social work practitioner for any length of time, you will be in no doubt that the safety and well-being of your client, of your client group comes first. One only has to listen to the news or read media, media reports of a child or a vulnerable person's death whilst involved with social workers, to understand the level of hysteria, distress, criticism and blame that can be heaped on social workers on social workers following a tragedy. For this reason, the work always comes first, and although managers may occasionally mumble the words, take care of yourself, 
The reality is that the responsibility for taking care of your health and well-being always rests solely with you. This being the case, it is imperative that, that whilst diligently working to safeguard the lives and well-being of your clients, that you do all in your power to identify leisure pursuits, pleasurable activities and implement strategies that ensure you continue to feel good about yourself and the work that you do. You should never feel bad about making the effort whenever you can to prioritise your needs. This is not about being selfish or overindulgent. Instead, it is an act of wisdom and necessity. To use the analogy of you being a vessel, you cannot serve others if you are empty. You have to make the time and take the required actions to keep your vessel full and overflowing, as opposed to running on empty, if you want to remain well and provide great service to your clients. Essentially, you need to talk to yourself and treat yourself as you would your client or someone you love. There are a plethora of reasons why social workers need to spend a considerable amount of time focusing on their need to address their own safety and health needs. In a community care online survey of 446 social worker participants, 85% said they had been physically assaulted, verbally abused or harassed within the last year. In addition, in a community care annual violence survey, it was revealed that 70% of attacks and threats towards social workers and social care staff are not investigated. In another article titled Violence Against Social Work Staff in 2014, it was reported that, that violence against social workers continues to be seen as part and parcel of the job, and thus it is not being taken seriously. The notion that as social workers it is expected that the job comes with a risk of a certain level of violence means that often social workers refrain from reporting incidents to either their employers or the police. The article further found that even when social workers did take the matters further by reporting incidents of violence, that their actions were met with largely inadequate responses. The unfortunate reality for social workers is that the nature of their work places them consistently in an invidious position. Social workers are sometimes referred to as social police, but the difference between them and the police is that the police can enter into the family home, do whatever is required and then leave. There is no need to even try to develop or maintain a relationship. A social worker's role is very different, as they are required to attempt to do ongoing work with the child and family during very difficult circumstances. This frequently results in them being placed in situations where they can be routinely verbally abused and assaulted. In a report by Unison in 2022 titled Social Work and the, Im and the Impact of the COVID Pandemic, out of nearly 3,000 social workers, more than three quarters of those in the survey, 77%, expressed that they were worried about their mental health due to the pressure they were, un to the pressure they were under. 78% of social workers reported that they were experiencing increased stress levels, while 7 in 10 stated that there had been a, a, de a decrease in morale, and just 50% considered it was less likely that they would stay in their job. 45% complained of experiencing emotional distress, and 78% expressed anxiety about being publicly blamed in connection with their cases. 
This last statistic really highlights for me the plight of social workers living with constant fear of public criticism, humiliation and blame. We can all cope with occasional spikes in stress levels, but lengthy periods of stress is known to weaken or undermine your immune system. Can you imagine the impact that that, that level of stress over extended periods of time is having on social workers' immune systems? One worker summed up their feelings in this way. We get so much blame and hostility, but we have no protection. We have nothing to keep us safe. We're expected to do so much, but no one considers the real threat and danger we face. Social workers are disliked as much as the police, but the police don't find their their personal details being used and aren't at risk of being followed home. End of quote. I often use the analogy of social workers being seen as dartboards because in my experience everyone feels they have the right and are justified to throw criticism and or verbal abuse at social workers. Think about that for a moment. Social workers are trying to save vulnerable people's lives and promote their health, safety and well-being. But in doing so, they frequently become the target of assault and abuse. In my opinion, social workers deserve better but whether our society will ever wake up and appreciate the role they play in undermining social workers and the lives they are trying to improve, only time will tell. Until that time, I would urge social workers to make a committed decision to prioritise your needs in any way you can and make self-care a consistent habit you devote yourself to. Place yourself at the top of your to-do list every day and love yourself enough to get to set boundaries. Your time and energy are precious and you get to decide how you wish to be treated, how you use your time and what you will and won't accept. When you love and value yourself and put yourself first, everything else will gradually fall into place. Until next time. (laughs) 